Welcome back, boys and girls. It's Rivalry Week. We got a ton of other shit to talk about. <laughs> You'll hear from Bert, from Bagman and Boomer, and Pullman's gonna call in for a late line. Let's get it. How about them hogs? Yeah, we uh. About yeah, hogs. Uh, hogs looked decent hogs last week. Top. I don't know if there was an asterisk on that game from uh, some coaching, some coaching carousel and self sabotage. The referees kind of uh, taking the game over in the first quarter, making that a a little bit of a of a, of a out of reach game before it. Even. That was. I, I, I just want to get this out because I know that didn't affect the end of the game or whatever. Yeah. It up. But that was absolutely infuriating. Yeah, yeah, I'd be very frustrated with y'all because... I mean, it was just like every time we did something good yeah. or scored a touchdown, it was just like, no, you did not. <laughs> and, yeah. and one of them, uh, the second one, I think was a hold for sure. But the first one was a terrible call. Yeah, yeah. And obviously the first one probably mattered the most. Yeah, that was the fourth down. Well, where, and, yeah. and I guess it, it, the frustration comes... After the Bama game, like yeah, I mean, I think I think like legitimately, like the Bama game probably had more. Oh yeah, it had way more to do uh, with the outcome. Yes. It had way more effect of like the the mood, just like the like I heard that like our our team was pretty devastated. It was like it was, it was basically like the the oink doink with yeah, how the, they were after I mean, that game. Talking about the players crying in, in the, the locker room. Yeah, I I didn't necessarily think that would be like a. I mean, I guess it was like. If we win that, we got a shot. Yeah, like, well, and after a ten and two season last year, like, like we were eight and one at that point. So like, you win that game, you can, yeah, you can, you can, you can, or or even do better than last year. Yeah. But then you lose to Bama, and then you're basically like at best the same as last year. And so going, and then the cold, we we never play well in the cold and Fayetteville. Yeah, but but with the, the refs take over the game with a healthy KJ Jefferson, y'all, yeah, no, and, and a healthy so defense. My, my thought we're was a though, like team. those first couple drives where they called back those touchdowns for us that kind of threw it all sideways. Y'all y'all were scoring no matter what. Yeah, I think it could have gotten into a game like it was last year. Yeah, back where and it forth. was just back and forth. Who the hell knows until the fourth quarter? Yeah, but I think I'll give you that. You can't blame the three turnovers on the refs. I think that ultimately would have made it. I think it would have been out of reach at the, with halfway to go in the fourth. True, but some of those, those turnovers, yeah. those turnovers came after those where you're kind of like trying to. Well, push the first turnover like, didn't. The first turnover didn't didn't matter because we went three and out. But the, the Drew Sanders pick was huge. Yeah, that was. Huge. It was the first turnover, the one where Dart just threw dropped it, dropped it, or no, just like threw it, or no, no, I'm thinking about the one where he just threw it directly. To Drew, into that was right before the second half. Oh it was my 28-3. god, that was, that was a crusher. Well, I was so mad. But then, I was like, what, I, I mean, it literally looked that was like he second directly turnover. threw yeah, it. Yeah, that was the second. I, I made the joke. I was like, oh, an Ole Miss quarterback throwing picks to a white dude in Fayetteville. <laughs> you don't say. I mean, I I like, guess how many more is he gonna do today? I guess Wait, is that is that that's a uh, five total now over yeah, the past yeah. two visits. <laughs> visits to Fayetteville. Yeah. I mean, how, how many t- how many did uh, Corral have? Uh, what two yeah, years he had, ago? He had six, but four were to white guys. Yeah. So that was a tough look. Discrimination. We need to, some more disparity in that statistic. But Bert, we Bert, basically need to keep. But white the, line but the real story. Of yeah. This week, we've got the real story about. was, I guess, uh, Tennessee getting knocked out of the college football playoff. Yeah. No. Honestly, the only thing that gave me solace watching us get our ass kicked by Arkansas was that, looking up. I wish it, it should have given me a lot again. more sauce. Like if we just lost, like kind of close, whatever, fourteen point loss. I'd be like, okay, whatever, weird game on the road. 
but enjoyed Tennessee losing. Yeah. But it kind of it sucks for Hen and Hooker. I couldn't even enjoy Tennessee losing. No, I, I did. I legitimately got no. I would have loved to dance on that grave. But I got I can't. no satisfaction. I can't that. dance on their grave while also in my own grave. Exactly. <laughs> I had literally idea it was even occurring until I got home later that night. I mean, it was. I mean, I South Carolina just kind of dominated them. I, I, there, I, there was really nothing more to it besides that. What I said the whole, what I said a lot, or two weeks ago yeah. when we recorded that. Tennessee is fraud. Here's what's perfect. They're a good team. They're not. A, they're not LSU 2019, which people are trying to fucking say. That was disgusting. One of two things happened that night for South Carolina, or Spencer rather. A, he thinks he's played himself into the draft, mm. or B, he's played himself into the Heisman talk for next year, only to just do the same. How much money is is Spencer Rattler going to put on himself as a Heisman frontrunner next year to win to to win it? Now, can, can you bet on yourself? Is no, that, there's that, a, I mean no, but I mean Joe Burrow's dad bet like ten grand on Joe Burrow doing the Heisman before that season. Really? Worth, yeah. He won well, like eighty thousand dollars. Eighty? It's an eight to one. Yeah, or I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean his, it, first, was, his first year he was kind of like it was, it was I, I knew that was their their quarterback, but nothing like yeah. he's like a stud. It was more than eight to one, but he put like he put like a legitimate amount, he put like five grand on his son. At like twenty to one to win yeah. like a hundred grand, so that is insane. Yeah, the other uh, the other games last week, t- two condolences to Burt. Yeah. Did y'all see his comments after the game? Dude, they got and screwed. So if Tennessee had not screwed up the South Carolina game, that they would have funnier. so much to to complain. No, see, I, see, I was saying the whole time, I'm really glad they ended up just losing because I would hate to hear for like twenty years. If like Tennessee ends up going undefeated, gets or not or the rest of the yeah, season yeah. gets left out, then they would have something to complain about. I said I'd either want them in for sure yeah. or have lost out on their own. Sure. Yeah. So there's nothing they can like. But yeah, Bird got screwed harder than the Rebs got screwed by the refs. They should have beaten Michigan outright in the Big House. Michigan and Ohio State both completely like look aheads. Way. Well, it was just a B, B, BS. I can't remember. Was it pass interference and then a no call on a, basically a pick? Play. Yeah, no, it was it was the most egregious offensive pass interference like, I've very seen all obvious. year. Yeah, and, and, and the most egregious comments by an official I've ever or by a coach about officials I've ever yeah. seen. Did, I mean, did I'm assuming? Yeah, the he, most. The I'm most assuming he I've got ever, fined for that. Yeah, he had to. That was the most I've ever seen a ref call or a, a coach call out the refs in a post game presser, as deserving as it should have been. Didn't though, even like, just say it's a bad game. He said, this shit is rigged for yes. ratings. Yes, yes. It was as damning as you can be. I mean, he's basically saying what everyone else in the country is thinking. Yes, and, absolutely. And, and, and it's it's true. It is damn true. But, like, well, I, they, they know yeah. who they want to be in the la- at the end of the season. And if it comes down to a team that has an upset chance that probably doesn't – that. Won't oh, be yeah, there well, either. Well, well, because if Michigan loses that game and then beats Ohio State, actually, I guess one of those teams, whoever wins might still be in. But, but still chaos. But yeah, yeah, it's still chaos. You'd rather for sure you're guaranteed to have a team in the playoff. But, but those two will play this week. Um, what? Hey, hey, uh, Bagman, what's, what's, there's an elephant standing right behind you? Yeah, man? I guess we've buried the lead here now, eight minutes into the podcast, and we haven't even broached the, the main topic. Um, Lane Kiffin and Auburn are smitten. Are, are at least... They're at, talking. They're at least on third base, if not if not fully, <laughs> fully rounding home, about to step on the plate. 
last night... Y'all just hoping Kiffin ghosts them. Last night, we were at Friendsgiving at Bert's house, and the John Sokolov, whatever his 3,000 follower ass, broke the news of... Or I guess didn't break the news, but it was the first to report the news that... It's a done deal. Although the way he phrased it was so weird about like he, he said he, he left it's, himself it's, a safety valve. It's not a done deal, but Lane's going er, to Auburn. Oh no, er, no, he said no. No formal offers even been made. Yeah, they haven't offered any coach at all. But Lane, like it was very poorly phrased. That's, I don't even know how you can report that without an offer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, that's just that's what I'm saying. I think he is just he has enough of a escape valve on that, being like, oh well, it was at that yeah. point in time. Yeah. But I said there was never an offer. Auburn backed off. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, there never ended up being an offer. So Lane had nothing to take. I don't know, something dumb. I, but I, <clears throat> I, I'll go ahead and give my thoughts. I think Lane Kiffin is the next. I think he's already three feet out the door. He's he's packed his bags. Has a house on Lake Martin. I would assume it is it is a done deal in my mind. I I don't even. There, there are some people in Oxford and in, in Ole Miss fans trying to talk themselves in to this all still being a smokescreen and Lane's just playing 3D chess, but this has gone on way too long. There's smoke coming from 10 different chimneys, and when that happens, it's just a matter of time before it gets announced as official, so I, I'm firm. I'm already looking ahead to who Ole Miss's next coach will be, how we can salvage the roster and keep some of the guys that the sociopath, the petulant child, the egomaniac, the narcissist Lane Kiffin will try to take with him to Auburn. Uh, I'm, I'm already at that point, so Boomer, you can go ahead. I've I, I said my piece. I, I, I know y'all have seen this, but the, a tweet that pretty much summed it up was some girl tweeted out, I was like, Lane is the most toxic boyfriend I've ever had in my life. Keep on, everyone's telling you that he's cheating on you, and then he just responds, no, I don't know where they're hearing that from. It's yeah, like, yes. like, ba- babe, you're crazy. What are you yeah, talking about? Yeah, I'm not you're being on you. nuts. Like, and then when everyone around you is telling me that they're cheating on you, yeah. I, you know, that w- what irritates me about this whole thing is, well, one, how it's being dragged out so much. But like, if, for example, if he was going to Alabama, I think we'd be like, okay, clearly he's gonna yeah, take the job. That makes sense. We'd be like, congrats for you. Or if he's going to NFL, congrats for you. See you later. Ohio State, Texas. But then when he's going and Grant, there's some history with Ole Miss's coaches leaving for Auburn, which Lane referenced in his Monday press conference. Which I don't know, like, if is he legit just setting us up to troll the shit out of us when he does take the job? Or is he he actually just because, like, oh yeah, or the other way around? But like, he's burning Auburn. Well, that way, well, that way at least I think is nice and funny uh, because it's something good for us. But like. If he's literally doing, saying all these comments and like tweeting out like about the reporter saying that, oh yeah, you heard you're taking a different job, like I don't know, it, that's just a very weird move if you are leaving, and if you are leaving, that's just like fucking me. Lane looked, I don't know, like, Lane, <laughs> like he leave, stay, whatever. He looked ridiculous last night on Twitter posting all that I mean, shit. Like he, he commented a picture of him in sweatpants, looked like he had a like a chub. Uh, read, reading a, what was some like historical history of the Egg Bowl or something. Yeah, yeah. They, they should rename <laughs> the Egg Bowl the Battle of the Bulge after that. I mean, I, I don't know what he is doing. If he is staying with Ole Miss, okay, this is funny, whatever. Uh, but if he leaves, like this is... 
Well, my I thing mean, this is, is worse than leaving in the middle of the night. Yeah, well, my thing is, like, like... Because he's, like, trolling you. He's literally actively trolling us. And, and you, you're you you're burning bridges on both ends. You're, you're like, Auburn fans are now like, what the hell, dude? Like, I guess they, they can think about it like, well, he's leaving either way. He's just trying to buy time. But on our end, we're like, people are legitimately well, asking whether he should even be able to coach the Egg Bowl. Well, I know, but, and the more I think about it... The more I lean to that he has not made a decision. I guess we'll see tomorrow. But I'm leaning to he just has not made a decision yet. Because it it really does not make sense for if he waits till after the iron or after the egg bowl to announce that he's staying, he's like burnt a lot of capital. But if he announces tomorrow, it's like I'm not freaking leaving, like whatever AJ Brown tweet. Then everyone will be fired back up, whatever. We'll be a little annoyed about Past week, you basically. can buy back capital in that way, but like, but but if you announce it after the Egg Bowl, it is like literally like you what, yeah, got turned down or it, yes. whatever. Like it comes off to a negative narrative well, to you. Even if he does it tomorrow, I'd be like, what in the world have you been doing for the past? But, week see, but and a half? see, I understand that he's you like he's still having to make like a big time decision. Like it'd be like if any one of us had to change jobs. Like I get that. And I understand you need time, and you don't want to commit saying, I'm not going, and he's, or he's I'm in, staying. he's entitled to that. Yes, and, and I think that's completely It's the Twitter fair. trolling However, I think that decision needs to be expedited because you don't want to just kind of ruin all your relationships you've had yeah. at Ole Miss for a deal where you're like, okay, that actually wasn't worth it to, or, I don't know, to deny Auburn or whatever. So, I want to get a little bit deeper into this because I, I think he's gone. Bert, I'm going to ask you before I give my thoughts. As an Arkansas fan, who would scare you the most as the next Ole Miss head coach? So I think this year's of available coaches. Yeah, not they're not. There's not a lot of great ones. I yeah. wouldn't say there's not a lot of like high profile ones that are like wanting. To there's get not out. that assistant that is just obviously an assistant yeah. that you're like we got to go get. There's not that DC at Georgia or or Bama. There's not a Bama assistant yeah. to get at the moment. So um, I think Dion would scare me in the sense of what it could potentially be. Yeah. Uh, but with that same token, like. If he succeeds, I think it's also like a. I think he probably heads to the NFL before he goes to the next, unless Florida State opens up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Dion well, would go to the NFL. Um, Dion, Dion with a with a ripe but I, but I treasure think, chest. No, yeah, but, but see, I think Dion. What makes him a good coach is his recruiting, all that stuff. I, I don't know. Well, you're immediately NFL, getting. But but if, but but if the, if Florida State job opens up, then I think it'd be goodbye. Flo- yeah, yeah, it'd be like either Florida State or the pros. Um, Luke Fickle is a guy that won't happen that I'd be scared of. Hugh Freeze is a guy that won't happen that I'd be scared of. So like other than that, it's kind of like I don't know who y'all go higher. I mean, unless you somehow got Dan Lanning, I would, just don't would, know would, who. Would, would Matt Rule make you worried at all? Yeah, I would be. Um, maybe not year one if y'all have a lot of people transfer out. Yeah. So I think we'd have a chance in Oxford that next year, but like. Matt Rule has shown that year two is enough time for him to like scare the hell out of some. Yeah, teams. no, he turned Baylor around in like one year, and they were one and eleven to like nearly the playoffs. They, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think he's a good, uh, those would be Fickle would be my first call. Uh, Matt Rule would be my second call if Fickle said I. I won't you have take, to interview Dion. You know what? We interview. You know Dion, what Fickle's actually. making per year at Cincinnati right now, no. salary wise. Like, I'm gonna guess like two point five, three point four. Just, just get a busty ass staff. 
with that extra money. Yeah. Like, yeah. why not? Like, I, my, because, like, I don't think Dion is actually real, but no. if, you're, if you're talking about ceilings and keeping the same, more so of keeping the same, like, branding and, like, you're the fun, hip, yeah. like, high yeah, school, no, no, I, I agree. transfers. Because I, I said the only, like, person that actually kind of moves the needle where you're, like, have that little bit of excitement that you have land. Hell yeah. Because, like, he's like, okay, rule, rule that he'd be great, whatever. But, like, does not, like, get me going like Lane did. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like I was dating a supermodel. Now I'm having to go to, like, a solid eight. Yeah. Well, he's not funny, you know? Yeah. Like, he doesn't grab that media attention. I mean, he probably will grab media attention because he came from the pros. I mean, heck, Matt Rule could be like a, a Bobby Petrino in a way. Yeah. You know, leads the NFL, although Bobby left overnight for weird reasons. The Falcons weren't doing any good, but year one was okay. Year two, like, was holy crap. Man. So the Hawks just missed uh, a prayer to tie it up against Creighton, but we're without the best player in college basketball. He'll come back soon. And um, the best right, player right. in college basketball that hadn't played all year. That's that's a that was in hey, high school last hey, year. The top draft pick from the college ranks for sure. Hey, so hey, Victor you, you know what our fans care about in uh, middle of November? College basketball. College basketball. We we <laughs> the people on the pod listening right here love Creighton versus Arkansas in Maui. In November. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm a little bit spoiled with these back-to-back Elite Eight runs. Yeah, yeah. Any national championships to speak of? Yeah, 1994, best day of my life. <laughs> you're you're one and a half years old. Yeah, I'll never forget when my dad picked me up and threw me in the air. I'm just flying. I think I did like a double corkscrew. He caught me. Yeah, yeah. That's about how that's how uh, that's how Boomer threw me after we won the baseball national championship this year. But damn, Boomer's strong. Yeah, no, Boomer's a unit. Either way, I don't know what he looks like. No, neither do y'all. Kiffin, I, I think he's gone. Anything you've heard to this point is probably hearsay, rumors, bullshit. I think he's going to coach the Egg Bowl. I think he's going to lead the team on the field through the through the Walk of Champions. It could get a little. I mean, is he going to get booed? He's going to get booed. Yes, I think one thousand percent. You get do you, booed do you think, if he do not announce before the game. No, he's and, going. And I actually don't think that's unwarranted. No, at all. I, I don't think it's unwarranted, but I, I think it hurts. I, I might throw. Uh, yeah, I think it freaking I, hurts. Hey, hey I, we need to call up our closest Tennessee fans. Get their mustard bottles. Yes. I'm going to throw that. Do you see that post? Uh, message board genius posted. It was like some guy on maybe y'all's rival side was like, "Bring the mustard." Yeah. My last thing. Buy up all the fringes you can find. Where this is just blowing my mind, like, he's trying to, like, mend his reputation that he's not somebody that's just jumping from school to school. And I understand he's getting slowly closer to the top, so maybe it doesn't matter as much. Where it's like, okay, if you leave for Alabama, there's no other better schools to go to. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. This is, like, I feel like going, he's just going backwards as far as mending the reputation. Like, this is more some. This submits it more than anything else because yeah, if his only his only thing with him leaving in the middle of the night is fucking at ten, or freaking at uh, Tennessee. Yeah, or else he's been fired. Well, and, and he's he's spent the last since he got left Tennessee, got fired at USC. He spent the last ten years of his life going to Bama to try to mend his reputation to get back. He has a very tried, unfair reputation of that. So we thought, but he, but all the capital that he's built up, that he's a more mature guy now, that he's. He's settled in. He's he's more like, and that's like happy where he is. Has gone out the window in the past twenty four hours. It's all back to Kiffin being 
the the old Kiffin where he's uh, uh he he can't stay on place slinging, gun, yeah can't stay up one, with chicks oh, whatever back on the bottle like the whole nine yards. I hope he gets fat again at least if he leaves. Yeah, but, no. Auburn's a very fat. Auburn's a very, very, very but, easy place to get fat in. But my only thing is the last thing I'll say on this because I've talked too much about it. But I feel like everything from media wise says he's leaving. Everything else, like just like situational context and whatever, unless he's getting a like hundred twenty million dollar contract, leans me to say that he would stay. But. The media stuff makes me think he's probably like, yeah no now watch him watch it he, he will get a fat contract from Auburn and yeah they'll be able to hide under the guise of like well he's got a fat contract my theory is that Jimmy Sexton's actually just behind the behind the scenes here just being the being the uh, the guy in Wizard of Oz he's just Oz back there pulling all the strings well and if he caused an opening, then he's got to fill that opening. Like, exactly. So yeah. And if Lane signs an extension with Ole Miss, it's still a four-year deal where he makes a couple more million dollars a year. But Jimmy doesn't get much of that. If he signs an eight million dollar or an eight-year deal for a hundred million dollars with Auburn, oh, yeah. he gets ten percent of that. He's guaranteed too. So, so he's in Lane's ear saying, "No, do do that, Lane. That's way better for you, which is actually just way better for him." And then he's gonna fill someone, one of his guys, to fill Lane's spot at Ole Miss, and he's just. Just human centipede, human centipede, padding everyone. Out. Yeah, and, just, and, and but Jenny, uh, Jimmy's getting cut every every time. Exactly, he's eating his own shit after every human centipede <laughs> pad. So that's it for the Lane Kevin talk, boys and girls. Uh, <laughs> no easy transition here. We'll get right into the first game of the week, uh, the Ole Miss Rebels. We gotta call uh, Pullman. First. All right, let's call Pullman real quick. Yo. Full man. What's going on? How are we? We're doing good. We just gave a lot of hot takes for the for the Kiffin talk. You got anything to say before we get into the games? Yeah, one what what hogs game what was the uh was Bert just watching? Because I was I looked at men's basketball and they played at four. At four uh on island time. Yeah, maybe Maui time. On island time. Which didn't even want to be we just played Creighton and Maui. Hell of a game, though. Oh, okay. It was like John Rothstein is literally, like, he can't move out of his bed right now after watching that. <laughs> he's having, uh, uh, he's having, uh, what's, what's, uh, post-nut clarity right now. Uh, and, and two, are, are you gonna, I think you might have to just edit this sound by the very beginning. I feel like I can't not be the first word spoken about on the pod after what I did this past weekend. Yeah, I guess we do have to give you some credit. Uh, Pull and Profiteer called the two biggest upsets of basically of the of the college football season this year. He had Georgia Tech over North Carolina as a twenty-two point underdog, and South Carolina over Tennessee. I guess you're just a Carolina truther now. You've given up your West Coast ties to go back to the coast of the ACC, uh, but you did win fifteen units. So take a bow. Holy. Yeah, I'm more of a Marshall Tucker guy after after that Carolina performance. Um, and honestly, too, it was plus 15 on a pretty skinny card. So the, I feel like that was the most impressive part. And did, you had the, you had I only the, missed uh, like once. Did you have the under in Arkansas Ole Miss? That, that was one of my stinkers. Yeah, well, that yeah. didn't did back backdoor. Yeah, yeah. backdoor hit because Lane kept going for the points because he wants to look good going into next to next year with, at Auburn. Well, also, one last thing. That was totally scary. Judkins still being in at the end of that game is yeah. so so stupid. As a, I don't know. We've gone too long on all this bullshit, Pullman. 
right into the Egg Bowl, though. Rebs minus two. Lines drop to two. Over under a 59. You're going to be in Oxford with the fam for Thanksgiving. What are you reading here? Man, this has been one of the biggest shit show explosions. I just have to ride with State. Like, the way this game ends, like, State catching two and a half, it, it's just like, if it ends up being a classic Egg Bowl, two and a half could win with them losing. But um, it could also just be Ole Miss does not show up because this is the most distracted team of all time. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm on State as well, Pullman. Uh, after watching the distractions of last week in Fayetteville, I don't know how anyone can take Ole Miss in this game. I get that it's at home. We got like you know senior night, whatever. But like it's been like the distractions are ten times worse now. Yeah, no, it's egregious the amount of distractions out there right now. I want stay stay pretty heavy actually. I think I'm gonna do a couple units. I haven't. It's early in the week right now. It's it's Tuesday night for all you listeners at home. Early in the week, but I'm going to take state with some amount of variable units. Not a, a definitely a crooked letter on that unit. Bert, you're going to be in Oxford as well. What are you thinking? Yeah, one thing I will say, uh, Mrs. Bert's birthday was last Saturday. Um, not her best birthday, but <laughs> she, uh, I, after I gave her her present, uh, she goes, you know, I, I really appreciate this, Bert, but the only thing I want for my birthday is for Lane Kiffin to stay at Ole Miss. Mm. Yeah, I know. So can, it you, really, not, can you not give her give, that? Give her a late birthday. I'm going to go down to Oxford. I will be at the Walk of Champions. Shake his and while, hand. And while everyone else is booing, I'm going to give him a hug. And I'm, I'm going to say the <laughs> nicest things ever. I'm going to say, as an Arkansas fan, we're more scared of you at Ole Miss than at Auburn. And maybe that'll maybe that'll turn it. That'll do. Um, on this game, you know, I think y'all are obviously, both of y'all a little down on the reps, and understandably so. I was... When I first looked at it, obviously it was at that five line, and I didn't realize it moved down to two and a half. I'm going with the over here, mainly because I feel like this coaching search is going to affect y'all's defense more than it's going to affect y'all's offense. It did last week. Exactly. And so, like, because your defense is like, well, what the heck are we playing for? Whereas, like, we have the ball. Like, Jackson Dart and Judkins and Zach Evans, they're still going to want to score. Yeah. You yeah, know? they still want to put up points. And, and, and Mike Leach, if the rumors are true that he might – Retire soon. I'm thinking Will Rogers is probably out here going to want to sling it too. So I'm, and also being there, I want to see a lot of points. I hope the Rebs win and uh, give me points. But that line's a little, little sketchy. Pouring down rain in Oxford on Thursday is really? the yeah Ugh. bad weather. Pullman, anything else on this one? Yeah. Speaking of walking champions, I was kind of running this by some people. Um, should we should we kidnap Juice? If we could keep Juice, I honestly would let Kiffin walk. Yeah, I think that's a fair, fair trade. trade. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a quid pro quo right there. I think we get the better end of that one. Yeah, no, I think the dog stays in Oxford. Yeah, <laughs> I'm taking the dogs, and I hope the dog stays in Oxford. Uh, Boomer, I, I, I'm, I'm on, I'm on the dogs as well, and, uh-huh. le, and, and pending, pending a Lane quit, uh, Kiffin. Uh, AJ Brown tweet basically. Yeah, unless I get the. If I'm that not, happens tomorrow, I will be all in on the Reds. But otherwise, I mean, there's zero reason to think that we are going to win this game. You know, for, for y'all, I'm also going to take the Reds. Let's go. I'm taking the overs more. I'll probably do two units on the over because I'm pretty confident about that one. I mean, it, it, if he tweets that out tomorrow, I, I think we'll kick their ass. But otherwise, I'm I'm on. I'm on state. Getting into Pullman's next favorite game, South Carolina traveling to Clemson off their biggest win in 
50 years. I don't know. I mean, I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. South Carolina's biggest winning program history. Clemson's a 14 and a half point home favorite over under a 52 Pullman. You like this game. What are you seeing? I mean, I, I got to ride. I, I got to ride, especially with how bad Clemson has lo- looked. Um, I mean, Spencer Rattler was a god. Was he? Right. Yeah. Would you take Spencer I mean, Rattler? Do you think Spencer Rattler comes back as the Heisman favorite next year? No. <laughs> Do you think he goes pro? No, but no, no. But that one game, I mean, like if he could play forty percent of that, they're a good team. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the money line play in the points. You know, I know it's at Clemson. I know blah blah blah, blah home field, but it's uh, eleven a.m. game. So I, I like that part. I like Dabo in 11 a.m. games. I th- I, I'm pulling, I'm fading here. I, 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 I'm very glad you won that South Carolina bet last weekend, but that was their, that was at home in the cockpit. Do they call it that? I feel like uh, I was, that's their student section, I think. Okay, good, good. I'm glad, because that's the first time I've even heard of that. But this is in Clemson now, and look, whatever you want to say about Clemson, they are still in the playoff race. And if they beat the shit out of South Carolina and TCU stumbles and USC loses to Notre Dame and this and that happens, they could easily find themselves in there. If Are they, they at 10 right now? They're at 9. Well, I don't know what the playoff rankings had them at. They're at 9 right now in the AP. I think if they if they boat race here, which they've done every year in the past like six years against South Carolina, 14 and a half doesn't scare me too much. Home favorite... All the public's loading up on the road. Haven't they, la- haven't they laid an egg, though, in this series since Dabo's gotten them rolling? Like, it's, it wouldn't be the first time this upset happened in the Dab. No, Dabo no. Area. South Carolina gets boat raced every year. Here, let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, that's the way he phrased the question, right? He said, have they not laid an egg? Yeah, they have laid an egg. Clemson's won 30 to nothing, 38 to 3, 56 to 35, and 34 to 10. <laughs> Fifty-six to seven in the last five years. So, so Dabo Dabo has beaten South Carolina every time. It would be a first time. Yes, it would be the first time. The only time that it was even close, like they the, they didn't just completely and utterly boat race them. Fifty-six to thirty-five is the closest it's been in the last five years. Give me the Cox, baby. Hey, <laughs> you rode them last weekend. They they deserve your favor this weekend, Bert. What you got? I'm I'm right there with you, Bagman. I think this is one of those lines where I was very glad to see that all the money's on South Carolina, and it's that quick knee-jerk reaction line. And the the fourteen and a half, I think, was the perfect number of oh yeah, that two touchdown score. Let's take this is a system play yeah. situation all over it. We're we're just so, senior night, South Carolina. I think senior night matters, by the way. Right, no, I, I also right. think it's also just letdown spot. Letdown spot. Yeah, they had their Super Bowl last weekend. Oh yeah, they're done, dude. Seven and five with a win against Tennessee. That is a what, successful it, it, season it, it, for who, them. Who did Clemson play last weekend? Nobody. They stayed. domed. Uh, okay, Miami yeah, yeah. So, so, so last week they're having to focus on playing Tennessee and then having a, another juggernaut coming in there can, and then. Yeah, now Clemson all the way. Dabo can convince this team, even if it's not even real. Dabo will be able to convince yeah, them. Yeah, they, they, they have the a shot. No, yeah. it, it's somewhat real because if they if they dominate this game and they dominate the ACC championship game, which would be against uh, is it Florida State? I don't know how it works there. Yeah, something like that. Okay, it was uh, going to be North Carolina until they lost to Pullman's Georgia Tech Ramblin' Wreck last weekend. If Notre Dame beats USC, aren't they playing this week? 
Yeah, Notre Dame beats USC. The Notre Dame's wins are like so good now that you can kind of Explain forget about way. that you, loss. You can, yeah, yeah. You can expel it away. Pullman, anything else on this one? Uh, no, that's all I got. Your last game of the week, your your family's Tennessee Vols without Hinton Hooker going to Vandy, your hometown team. Commodores. The look ahead line before last weekend twenty four was thirty one. Oh my! It is now fourteen currently with an over under of sixty four. Pullman is Milton I, that bad? Milton is that bad? Pullman, are you right on the doors? I already saw stats or put out for this game that his adjustment for Hinton Hooker makes it almost pick him. So if Vegas is is going to give me the 14 points when I see one person who I trust saying it should be a pick I'm, I'm going to ride the money line. Um, also, Vandy just might be – they might be, like, average now. Like, figured out enough, like, where they're – they're still not anywhere near good, but they're, you know, competitive. Fighting for a bowl game, too. I also yeah. saw in the Perp Street was saying Vandy was, like, his, like, underdog lock of the week against Tennessee. I don't know. I don't trust Milton at all, but I also – don't, are, hey, it, I will say this too. Last time Tennessee was playing for for um, the Sugar Bowl in in modern history, I think it was like sixteen or seventeen. They lost to South Carolina and Bandy at the end of their season to ruin it and end up going to the Outback Bowl. Pullman, do you know if they're still doing the like if Tennessee is still trying to do that like checker out thing? Oh my God, I know I have no clue on that. But I, if Vandy wins, I, I think I will. Did you see? Uh, did you see where Tennessee was trying to like check her out, Vandy Stadium earlier in the season? I, I did see that, but I didn't see much movement <laughs> after that the Georgia loss, and then especially now after South Carolina. Like, and I, I, I saw that Vandy. They're like, this was before they beat uh, Florida last week, and saying that they were going to try and ruin it after the after they got their first SEC win. So I, I think that's completely dead. You got to read on this one. Uh, no, I, I don't know. This, this is this is tough here. I mean, I, it's like dream crusher game basically last weekend for for uh, Tennessee, and then you lose your starting quarterback. But fourteen and a half. I if it was seventeen and a half, I'd be all over the Commodores. I think I'm going to take Tennessee here. Well, are, are we getting half a point here? It, it, it's fourteen even. Okay, I might buy that half a point for safe measure, but I'm because I'm all over Vandy on this one, all over Vandy on this one. I mean, they just they have, they have a bowl game to play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's so many in the three game SEC win streak. Tennessee's so got the worst mojo right now than like even Ole Miss. Clark Lee is pulling a twenty-seven. That's a good twenty fifteen Belama. Right. I'm, I'm switching my pick. I'm going to. I'm taking Vandy. Give me, give me the balls here. Y'all are. Overreacting I'm way too back much. Again. I'm flipping back again. Think about it. Like this is like <laughs> let like let that like Tennessee's coming off their worst loss, like a dream crusher. Vandy just beat Florida, and they're riding high. No, no, no. Vandy stinks. They're not going to make a. This would mean Vandy makes a bowl game this year. I do not believe that. Oh, gonna they happen. should not like that. Well, I mean, they're six I mean, six, we did have count. Vandy uh, over. Over wins. Well, that hit in the third week yeah. of the season. Yeah, but we do. I had it three times. I think wins. we need to tip tip a hat to them one last week this year because we for four weeks only. Yeah, we right. were pretty hot. You're on. right, Bert. I'm back on me. <laughs> hey, stay tuned for Boomer's car. Boomer Swisher's going to pick. Boomer Swisher's picked three times in this in this one minute and thirty second spiel. How many more can he do before the car gets released on Saturday in the next seventy two hours? You will find out. Boomer, what are your, any other locks the rest of the week? 
The Apple Cup. You gotta have something for the Apple Cup. Pullman is his name. Pullman. (laughs) I said every name, but it's Pullman. uh, Yeah, no, I'm taking I'm taking uh, Pullman up in Pullman. We're not getting Pullman weather though, which is a little disappointing. But I also think Michael Penix might might just like die with a rash being up in that in the field that is Pullman. Um, uh, One more. uh, What was it? Oh, the 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 big late game, Notre Dame USC. I don't, I don't know why, but I, I just got a feeling Notre Dame's just dead. Like, there's something's going to go wrong. It's going to go right for USC. They're going to get the calls, Pac-12. I, they're just feeling in my bone USC wins this uh, and comes away with five and a half. This, this is kind of the perfect spot for Lincoln Riley to be the four seed in the playoffs and get Dom yet again. Yeah. No, yeah, no, that's, that's what everything lines up perfectly for him to get that four. Well, and, like, is Caleb Williams about to win the Heisman? No. Who's going to win it? Stroud. What if he loses to Michigan? Should we just not have one this year? Yeah. No, we take a hiatus year. Should we give it to Rocket Sanders? Give it to Quinchon Hemkins. Or let's give it to, let's give it and put engrave 100% healthy KJ Jefferson. Hemshon Hemkins on the Heisman ballot. Looks pretty good to me. Pullman, thank you for your call this week. I'll see you in Oxford tomorrow night? Yes. All right. I'll see you at Funkies. Peace. All right, so next we've got Florida at Florida State. Florida State's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Tittles at 58. Bagman, what you got? Look, Florida State is absolutely rolling right now, and Florida, I get they're coming off a Vandy loss, so this would be like a buy-low-sell-high thing, but I think Florida State at home is good enough to cover nine-and-a-half. Florida can't score, and Florida State's defense has been solid. Like Florida State has not allowed more than 17 points in their last five games, and they've scored more than 38 points in their last five games. And Florida State is, like, firing on all cylinders. Maybe the next head coach of Ole Miss, Mike Norvell. Give me Florida State laying the points at home. Seems like a bit of a trap spot here, but I'm not. I'm going to fall right into it. I'm thinking Florida State minus the 9.5. Burr, what you got? Uh, I actually don't have much of a read on this game because I think the line is perfectly placed. And I see it open at plus two. I guess that's not true. I guess that might have been an early line because it's a rivalry matchup. So I've got nothing. Boomer. Uh, now I'm on. I'm, I'm with you, Bagman, on uh, Florida State here. Uh, I'm just look. Their defense has been nasty the past five. So dirty. So I mean, they've given up. But past four games, sixteen points, three points, three points, seventeen points. Like yeah, that's some solid defense. I don't, I don't care if you're playing bad bad offenses like that's still really good so I, I, I'm gonna ride with you on a Florida State here um, so we'll go to the next game we've got a big one here actually we've got Michigan at Ohio State Ohio State's a seven and a half point favorite totals at 56 points so let me ask you this boomer Michigan kicked the shit out of Ohio State last year yeah is, there, is this considered a revenge game Definitely, definitely. It's always it's always a revenge game. It's been a revenge <laughs> game for Michigan for like ten years before. Yeah, that. Exactly. yeah. No, I mean it, it, this is always a revenge game. You got embarrassed last year. Uh, I'm not sure about Ohio State's turn or roster turnover, but uh, you know if you have a solid amount of guys staying on there, like we got embarrassed by them last year. Want to prove a point, and and this has so much playoff implications. And, yeah. 61% of bets, 90% of money is on Michigan. 
I'm going to take Ohio State here. Both teams kind of came off a stinker last week in like a letdown spot before this game. I think Ohio State's got a little more juice to them. I think they can outscore here, especially with uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba coming back. He's been the wide receiver for Ohio State. Where's he been? I'm sorry. Boomer looked at me like he had no idea what I was talking about. He's He's been quasi-hurt. He's basically pulling a Jamar Chase right now where he's like, not playing. But I'll play in this big game. But I'll play in this big, yes, exactly. And so he's playing in the big game now. That adds a whole other element to Ohio <laughs> State's offense. Which one, which one? Is it Michigan that has Marvin Harrison Jr.? Ohio State Ohio has State. Marvin, Jerison, he Marvin Harrison. He's sick. He is sick. And, uh, <laughs> damn, I can't believe Boomer just, he didn't know who Marvin Harrison Jr. played for. Who's his dad? I might, I might just wait to see what Boomer takes and then just fade that because he has no idea. Ohio State, Ohio State. Okay, revenge spot. Well, damn it, that, that, but that might change yeah. after we talk about this game. But no, I'm thinking Ohio State. Too many points allowed for Michigan. Like I think Ohio State can put up a big number. Michigan's uh, stud running back Blake Corum is questionable, so. Ooh. Even if he plays, I think he's going to be hurt. So that's their best offensive weapon, and Ohio State has ten offensive weapons that are better than him. Give me the give me the Buckeyes at home. Revenge spot for Boomer, sure, but I think this is an outclass matchup here. Bert, all right. Um, I, I don't know the next game. I was hanging out with the Ohio State guy last weekend. He was in town for the Arkansas Ole Miss game. He heard there was a huge matchup because. He realized, like, I can't watch good college football for the first 12 weeks of the year. I'm about to throw up. I'm not, I'm, it's a huge matchup. I'm giving respect to both programs here. He said, I can't watch college football for the first 12 weeks of the year because the only game that matters is this one. Seriously, if you're an Ohio State fan, literally football does not matter. No. Until, until this week, Saturday. Until week 12. I would like to question, which sucks. Yeah. It kind of sucks because then if you lose this game, you're like, damn, I didn't pay attention all year until now and we lost. But... Nevertheless, I'm kind of on the under here mm. for the main reason that, and I hate that the public so far is on it, but 56 and a half, right? Yeah. Um, also, with that being said, both teams play off chase. If Quorum's hurt, that limits the offense a little bit. I think that maybe Bielma gave some hints on kind of how to slow this Michigan offense down. But with the playoff chase, I think that teams are going to, they're going to be a little conservative. Like, it's win this game and get in. Right now, and just stick with it. Or don't lose by that much and get in. Yeah, it's same. So under. Yeah. Because both teams. I, it's, uh, it's, it's I, I like lose. that because I mean, I mean, at this point, I mean, and is point, he getting knocked out? That's a real possibility. It, it, no, that's a huge possibility. Because we do it with SEC teams every year. Gentlemen, handshake. Hey, we're gonna play it cool. Uh, yeah. No one's gonna blow Y'all each other out. Y'all wanna win on the last play on a controversial call? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But we're just not going to vote. No one's getting vote race. Yeah. Basically. All right. So next next game we've uh, we've got the Iron Bowl. We have Auburn at Bama. Bama's a twenty two point favorite. Totals at forty nine and a half. What do y'all got? I'm look. I get Cadillac Williams is like getting these Tigers playing hard. But as I said earlier, Dabo can get his boys up. To make the playoff, I feel like Saban can somehow convince his guys that they can still make the playoff. Yeah. If they boat race senior night, senior night, Bryce Young's last game, Will Anderson's last game. If Len Kiffin gets announced to the coach of Auburn before, like those players kind of start dying down, I don't know. 
the over-under kind of scares me at 49 with a 22-point favorite here, but I'm taking the tie. I, I will say a hand up. I asked Bagman right before this, before I came over to record. Gut reaction. Gut reaction, Bama minus 22. 83% of bets are currently on Auburn. Uh, Auburn. So Bagman is sharp. She said the tide's going to roll. I'm riding with that. Give me the tide at home in Bryce Young's last game. They're going to put up a billion points for – do you see Cadillac like making this a game? Y'all know what I see in this game. I see it every week. That's Bama first quarter. Actually, earlier today, before work got busy, I meant to go back and do all my first quarters and, and do it by team because I think I've done Bama most, Georgia a lot, and Tennessee a couple times. Dude, you, need to, you need to put in like like an Excel spreadsheet of like who like first quarter teams. And see who who is the best. But yeah, give me Bama first quarter. I think they've been my most successful this year so far. Not against the Rebs, they weren't. Boomer, what what do you see? I, in I'm, the, I'm gonna take the over 49 and a half. I had Rebs uh, first quarter that game. I I I, I think Bama's gonna kind of run wild, Se- senior night, whatever. But I think Auburn will be able to put up enough of fight, put up enough points to hit that over. I mean, we ran it down Bama's throat. <laughs> I don't. I like if Auburn. Yeah, yeah, no, but that's all they can do. I know that, but like forty-nine points in a college football game is not that much. I feel like Bryce Young and Bama's offense could put up like forty by themselves. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so that's why I'm going to take the over here. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, here's another. Well, I mean, it's not a sexy game, but it's big playoff implications game. We have Iowa State at TCU. TCU is a ten-point favorite. Total another low total at mm. forty-seven and a half. Yeah, another smelly dog here. Iowa State getting 61% of bets, 69% of money. I think I'm going to ride with them, though. TCU has played every game, like, really close. TCU's obviously last weekend against Baylor had that walk-off kick that was – it was actually electric. That kicker has ice in his veins to drain that with no timeouts. He just walks out there and struts out. I will make the argument that it's almost better for the kicker. Don't have to think about it. Yeah, I mean, I've played a lot of footy in my life. I'm about to give you all some footy picks later. But when you're not thinking about it, you uh, uh, you, you kick it more clean. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because you're not, you're not distracted. You're yeah. just kicking. Just but, go. Kick it straight, man. So you might kick be straight. in an empty arena. Just yeah. kicking. But then the last the last four games before then, for, for TCU, it's all been a 10-point game. 34-24, to 41-31, to 38-28. I think TCU is just addicted to playing close games. With the pressure of going to the playoff, all they have to do is win. It doesn't matter. Just win and you're in. So I think Iowa State and Matt Campbell and that defense can keep it close. I like Iowa State, even though they're a public dog, to cover the spread. Boomer. I'm taking TCU. So, yeah. so, so feel that safe. Makes it, that so makes feel you feel safe good. on that. I, I don't know. I, I just... This is just gut, just gut feeling here. TCU. I think this is another perfectly placed line, and at this point in the season, I'm just above 500. I'm trying to make money on the year, so I'm gonna stay away from it. I think that just like last year in the Big 12 championship game, we're all been waiting for the magic to run out for TCU at some point, and it just they just keep getting that fairy dust sprinkled on them and winning these games. The magic's not gonna run out until next Saturday. That was a Saturday afternoon game. We're going back to Friday afternoon here because Pullman threw us off our beat. Burt's Hogs 
coming off a big old Vince win. Coming off a big old win against the the Rebels with Lane Kiffin basically giving them a win. They got the Missouri Tigers on the road in Como being a three-point home dog over under a 55-and-a-half. Burt, Deer Hogs, silence the haters, keep Missouri out of a bowl game, advance to 7-5, and five, and maybe make the Liberty Bowl. So I would love the Liberty Bowl because PYP is based out of Memphis, so I can just go straight from the office to the game. Although we usually record on Wednesdays, the game's at 4.30 on Wednesdays, so if y'all want to record at the Liberty Bowl see, Park. That, see, that's actually insane that you know the time and the date of the Liberty that's Bowl. That's how bad I want it to be there. That's disgusting. Yeah. Like, Do you realize I, how cold, have you ever been to a Liberty yeah, Bowl game? Yeah, it's cold game. It is only like 10 degrees. Cold. No, and, and but, Bert, did you have, or Boomer, did you have any idea the date or the time of the Liberty Bowl? No, no. Okay, but I, I would. <laughs> if you're if you're six and five and you're living in Memphis, you probably know the date and time of the Liberty Bowl. And listen, I'm right there with you. It is very disgusting, like, and it showed this last week when we absolutely kicked ass. That with a healthy KJ and without that stupid fumble return for a touchdown to end the half against A and M, this team is literally talking about the Sugar Bowl. I, I mean, I, I said that at the start of the year. Yeah, y'all let y'all let the only toy beat yeah. y'all too many times. Yeah, and we really did. And so, like, I mean, it was a what could have been. Now, a lot of intangibles, I think, are here for Missouri. Um, the SEC wanted to get another team bowl eligible, so watch out for the refs. You know, last week, I know we got some favorable calls. Maybe that was the SEC being like, we need to get if, – if Arkansas can win this game – Favorable is one way to say it. Yes, but, like, we outdid the refs' performance with our electric performance. <laughs> But, like, now they're like, hey, we can get the Hogs Bowl eligible, and now let's get Missouri Bowl eligible, and that's so much more money for the conference. Um, Missouri, senior night, or senior day, I guess. Um, I don't know why they're still fighting for Dorkwitz, but they, they seem to be doing that. He already signed his contract. Yeah, he did get extended, so there's, like, literally no way they're going to fire him. For no reason, he got extended. Anyway, so I think a lot of the stuff is kind of... Pointing towards Missouri here. We have bad luck against them um, for no reason at all. We're like two and six against them since they joined the conference. So it's just kind of bullshit. Um, <laughs> psych. We're going to kick their ass just like we kicked ass last week. We have 100% healthy KJ. This is going to be the last game for a lot of our players. Sam came out in his press conference and basically said, like, if we have a player going to the combine, we're telling them they're not playing in the bowl game. So those players that we know are, are draft eligible or could be drafted, this is going to be their last game. And listen, we're way better than them. We are way freaking better than them. Sam Pittman is going to grab Dorkwitz, buy the collar, take him to the bathroom, throw him in the toilet, give him a swirly, shove him in a locker, lock it, walk away with a probably 45 to 13 dub. Give me the over of 55 and a half. As Burt said, the the flags are going to be coming in against Arkansas. They want Missouri to make a bowl game. Arkansas, I will say, y'all can score the damn ball. Oh, yeah. Although but Missouri's no, good at stopping no, the run. That, Missouri's good at stopping. Retract. Give me Missouri plus three at home. Trying to make a bowl game. Burt's riding way too high off a, a, a Ole Miss win. That basically doesn't even count because Lane Kiffin had yeah that that tough hey match. when the score is forty two to six it, no, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter though when you got the refs and 
Lane Kiffin on your side against you. Yeah, no, give me Missouri. Yeah, Lane was Sanders throwing on that your team. Game. Give me Dorkwitz. Give me give me Dorkwitz. I hate Dorkwitz, but give me him against Sam Pittman and the Hogs. They've already made their Liberty Bowl. Unless Missouri takes the Liberty Bowl. Hey, where's Luther Burden playing football next year? That guy's electric. There's no way he stays in Missouri. Dude, I don't want to talk about the transfer portal because it makes me sad. I'm taking under 55. Oh, head to head. Yeah, I'm on I the think over. that's fair. I think they're going to stack the box. Or, no, I, I retract the over. They're going to stack the box with a one high safety with, pretty much all game. Their rush defense. Their well, rush I, defense. I mean, I mean, our defense was oh, absolutely dude. garbage. So, I mean, like, yes, Arkansas looked great. They're playing like how they're supposed to, but. They're not going to score that many points against Missouri's defense. Our, our defense was porous. Your defense was porous, but heading into that game on Saturday, All like, right. people were talking good about the D. All right, on to the next one. All right, LSU at A&M. LSU is a 10-point favorite. Total is set at 40, another low total, 47-and-a-half. So many, so many stinkers here. This is a style point. Dude, game. no, LSU, you no. don't need style points. You just win. LSU, well, I guess LSU just does not Georgia. need any style points. If no. They win out. I believe they will. Be I might take a And M money line here. Really? I think it's too low. I think two eighty five is just not enough. This is an egregiously low total or like spread here. Why in the hell a And M can barely hang with Massachusetts? They got their ass kicked by Auburn. So what? you're saying you're taking A and M? Yes, this is um, only because this line is so weird. Oh, you should, you think it should be bigger? It should be way bigger. But I think that they're, I guess Vegas thinking about is that LSU's not going to like necessarily run up the score. What? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, they're like, not gonna like, run LSU's up the score. not like blowing. People out unless they're like a complete shit team. This is the Harold Perkins revenge game. 88% of the money is on LSU. 75% of the bets are on LSU. Like, and it's dropped from 11 to 10. I, I don't know. Like, AM is the grossest team to bet on. This is like, I bet on Georgia last, or I bet on Kentucky last weekend against Georgia. It's disgusting, but you hold your nose and you take it. Because they, the team that has to win doesn't have to win by that much. Give me the Aggies at home at 6 o'clock. And revenge game from last year. Remember the the like touchdown pass at the very end of the game? With Ed Orgeron's very last game. Covered the spread, won uh, the game. Yes, I do. Yeah, that. that's gross. They're gonna have. They've had this game circle. Give me A&M to cover the 10 and my, my, my big problem with that is I think that I know they were playing like Sam Houston State or whatever last week A&M was, but like there was no one in the stands in the second half, and they were actually winning the football game. Like yeah. I kind of I kind of have this feeling that the A&M fans like collectively are like may send a message and just like show up a little bit, not cheer, and like there's just, it's gonna be a dead crowd. I mean, because that sends a message. If you aren't selling tickets, which I mean I guess season tickets are already sold, but like people aren't showing up in the stands. That sends a message to, hey, we got to move on from this guy. That was the deadest crowd I've ever seen in a college football game last weekend. Yeah. There were maybe 2,000 people in a 1,000, 100,000 100, seat stadium. I, 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 I like the under in this one. I, I think, I, I, don't, I don't think AMs can be able to do shit. <laughs> However, I don't think, I don't think LSU's going to or can run up the score on them. Uh, so I'll take the under 40, 47 and a half. Yes. Last game of the weekend, boys and girls. We got 
the Notre Dame Fighting Irish going against USC. Trojan horse is sitting outside just waiting for them to fall into it. I mean, they're the most team that's going to just sneak into the playoffs, just like low-key, no one really talking that much about them. USC is a five-and-a-half-point favorite with an over-under of 64-and-a-half. Notre Dame just boat-raced Boston College 44-to-nothing, and USC just beat UCLA, the crosstown rival, with a crazy game. Bert, what do you see going on here? Can USC make the playoff? Um, I, I was talking to Pullman earlier about how I think this could be the perfect scenario for Lincoln Riley to sneak into the playoffs, get Georgia, and once again, get smoked to Georgia. Caleb Williams wins the Heisman just like Baker Mayfield won the Heisman and then just get smoked to Georgia. So give me USC here. I think Notre Dame's formidable. I think, the, I think they're pretty dang good. And if Notre Dame wins this game... I think Clemson has a chance. Notre Dame is the factor in the college football playoff race, the ironically. Crux. Yes. They beat Clemson. They beat Clemson. They beat they, North Carolina. They beat North Carolina. Michigan's beat them, yes? Or Ohio State's beat them? Nope. Yeah, Ohio, Ohio State beat Ohio them. State beat them. So, like, there's a lot. You can compare North or Notre Dame to a lot of teams. You can use yeah. that as your baseline. And so this is this is kind of huge. And so give me the team that has a chance to beat Notre Dame. Notre Dame's going to skull fuck. Yeah. USC in this game. That's fine. They can that. run the damn ball. USC has no D-line. Their defense... So, do you know that... So, let me ask you this. You know like a normal team's turnover di- differential? A normal team's? Like, throughout the season? Throughout the season. What would you think a normal team's you turnover differential? play some shitty teams. Two, three, two or three, yeah. Three. Plus. USC has a 21 turnover differential. As in, they have they turned have turned the team over twenty one more well, times. Is that, is that is that the team just suck, or is that they're making plays? I mean, they're playing in the Pac twelve. No, Notre Dame's. Did you not? Or USC's defense allowed almost a thousand yards to US to UCLA last weekend. And the only way they stopped people was turnovers. Turnovers. Notre Dame is going to run all over them. Running the ball means oh, you're, you're probably, less likely to turn it over. Yes. Notre Dame's going to skull fuck USC. I like and that. And fuck the the whole entire playoff schedule up. It's gonna be a blood. I, I love that. I love that. Yeah. I, I, I'm also I, I will follow that. And the over as well, sixty four and a half. I do think that USC can score against this team. But Notre Dame, they run the damn ball so much down their throat. It's gonna be like they're gonna run for probably like three or four fifty yard rushes that score touchdowns. The over and Notre Dame. I usually hate taking an underdog and the over, but I think Notre Dame should be the favorite. I, I, I love that. I think it's going to be some Old Testament type shit going on on Saturday. Trojan horse. That was in the Old Testament. All right. Any other locks for you boys this week? Oh, yeah. You know, I've got – so, college football-wise, we'll talk. We'll start college football, then I'll let y'all go. And Do you want me to start college football-wise? Yeah, college football, then I'll go into European. Pitt minus six and a half against Miami. Miami has completely given up on the season. Pitt, it's on the road at Miami, but that's even better because Miami has completely given up. Pitt minus six and a half. Give me Kansas State minus 12. Kansas, look, I get that Kansas, like, has been a story child of the college football season all year. It's over. It's over. Kansas State has the Big 12 title in their grasp. If they can win this game, beat TCU next weekend, they're the Big 12 title champions. And I got one more. Give me 
Oregon minus three against Oregon State. Oregon State has been. You want to hear a stat about Oregon State? I would love it. They're eleven and zero against the spread is their last eleven at home. Wow. And Oregon, if they win this game, they make the Pac-12 championship. They're only laying three on the road. The public's all over the home dog of Oregon State. Give me Bo Nix, Dan Lanning, and Oregon. Those are my last three locks. All right, and so I've got one American football lock for you boys, and that is Cincinnati minus two. They have them at home. It's Tulane versus Cincinnati. Winner goes to the uh, American Athletic Conference uh, championship. championship game. Future Ole Miss head coach Luke Fickle. UCF plays. UCF plays. Um, or already beat Tulane. So if Cincinnati wins, it's Cincinnati versus UCF. They can redeem that loss. And then let's go with some European football. Bagman can attest with you. It is World Cup season. The real football is being played right now. I have been hot so far, so starting tomorrow, if if Bagman posts this early enough, I got Belgium minus one and a half over Canada. I'm sorry, they're just way better than them. Japan plus one and a half versus Germany. Japan, sneaky good team. Those guys are all speaking the same language, and they are they're just very united. They played the USA in a friendly, and they absolutely destroyed us. Let's go with a plus 225 draw between Morocco and Croatia. Croatia. Croatia coming off a World Cup final four years ago. No way they can repeat that magic. As Bagman knows, I need to stop being a little bitch about my draw picks because my draw picks hit. Um, the, to close it out tomorrow, we've got Spain minus two against Costa Rica. You might push with minus two, but they're definitely going to win by at least two goals. And then on Thursday, we got another draw, Switzerland, Cameroon. We got an African team. They're always so pumped to start the World Cup. Uruguay money line against South Korea. Cristiano Ronaldo, the score, he is so mad at Man United right now for ruining his contract. He's been shit-talking him on to every media person he ever sees. He's scoring a goal. And then Gabriel Jesus, the gunner, the top-of-the-table gunners, he is easily scoring a goal for Brazil. That's going to make a lot of money, those last eight picks. Woo! That was some fire-ass uh, World Cup picks from Burt. Boomer has nothing. I, no, I, I, I've got uh, my, my Red Raiders uh, playing Oklahoma, plus two. Uh, it's been over five years since they've beaten them. I think it's time for tradition to change here. Red Raiders, baby. You got that Raider rash still? Yeah. He just can't get rid of it this year. No. They got to change up whatever that medication is. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Look out for the cards. On Saturday, Boomer will change all of his picks before then. Until then, keep your ear to the ground. Thankful Let for y'all. Let it ride.